Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly people podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 199, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you all are doing well wherever you are. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Day. So, hey, so I, I uploaded uh, a podcast last week. I was really excited to do it. Uh, we are on vacation with our best friends um, who live in Utah. He's a pastor up in Utah. I've known this guy since college. He's a great friend. Has just, I mean, we go on vacation every year together. Our families do. They've got five kids and we, we've got our three. And so together it's like a, man, it's like the Brady Bunch. It's a, it's a crew. So, Every year we get together, we go down to the beach and have an awesome time. And so I recorded a podcast and tried to upload it and it did not work. So I apologize. Like I was really excited for you to hear that. That was our first one that would have been like uh, kind of two people working through it. Um, But it just didn't work out. So I'm kind of bummed. But uh, back here in town uh, this week and super excited to be back in town, except that I leave uh, tomorrow to go to Sacramento. I've been doing... This is really cool, but I, I've been—I've probably spoken more in the last man three months than I maybe have spoken in the last eight years. It's been really cool. I got to speak at my local church here, and uh, that was a really awesome, awesome time. And um, and then I'm heading up to Sacramento, like I said, to to go speak to to some youth up there. So it's been a really cool season of just being able to speak and but it's also meant that I've kind of been unusually busy preparing um, other things and then kind of all the things that go along with Phoenix One. So I, I, I appreciate those of you who continue to listen week in and week out and just being patient with this process. I'm still trying to figure out a better rhythm um, because this is important and I love what we get to do here and I love that we're learning and growing and I know for so many of you, you've just really committed to having this be a part of your week. So uh, all that to say is um, I'm, I'm going to continue to work and grow and making sure that, that we continue to get these devotional out because I, I really do believe for a lot of people this is important an important part of your rhythm and and uh, i love that i'm being able to be a part of that with you and and that we're growing and figuring this thing out together so thank you for being patient with me as i continue uh to kind of grow and learn and figure things out and uh and uh and then just be disciplined be disciplined in making sure i continue to do this because it's really really important to me and I think for some of you it is too. So thanks for listening. And and for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, thank you for being patient. And also thank you for your donation. It really, really matters to me. It does. And and then uh, just a reminder that the, the devotional's out. You can go on Amazon.com. And just go to the, the uh, search bar, uh, type in Front Porch Devotional, and you can get your copy. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. And you can be a part of uh what's going on support you know the work that's been going on and i love i mean episode 199 so the next one i'll do this week is is 200 and i think that's a huge accomplishment so i've been going now for almost two years so i'm honestly like so happy with um a lot of the work that's been done and and i again i just can't thank you all enough for for being a part of the journey so that's this is these are kind of as we come to these kind of milestone you know podcast numbers like it it just reminds me like man there's one there's so much more scripture there but the other thing is like man we've been through a lot we've learned together we've grown together and 
And so I, I, I just really love that, and I feel really grateful. Uh, this passage so helpful and has been so near and dear to me, so I'm really excited to, to work through it with you. But Hebrews 2.18. If you've not read through the books of Hebrews, uh, it's a complicated book. Uh, but a really, really important book to read through. So in chapter 2 is one of my favorite chapters, um, and particularly one of the, this verse in particular that stands out. It's such a helpful verse and such a helpful book. But uh, Hebrews 2.18 says this, For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. i read it again. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Uh, there's an ongoing joke in our family that, that Patty and I's response to most things, like when the kids get hurt, is like, you're fine. Everything's fine. Like, you're, you're fine. Just get through it. You're fine. Like one time, Ben, uh, I think he was on a bounce house or something like that. He probably was like 10 or 11, and somebody landed on his finger in in it he, he like broke his middle finger now we didn't think it was broken it looked just he just kept complaining about it and we we're like oh my gosh just relax right and so we just told him like but you're fine everything's fine and then you know it's so it's not just me here you know the dads get bad rap all the time patty patty kind of says the same thing so we're just kind of like dude you'll get through it put some ice on it you'll be fine well now he's a grown man and his middle finger no joke is curved it's curved as a result of the way that Patty and I decided to deal with our son who got hurt. And so as I was thinking about this passage, I was thinking how opposite it is that Jesus does what he does. Like, he's not going like, listen, dude, you're fine. Jeff, you're, you're fine. Or, or listener, whatever. You're fine. You, you got it all. You're going to be okay. Just, just don't worry about it. No, no, no. This is like... And in another translation in the Bible, which I really love, it says like this, he sympathizes with our hurts and our pains. He sympathizes with our humanity. And that word sympathize is so important. It's such a beautiful word that it's where we get this word like he is able to help those who are being tempted. He, he sympathizes with that. And, you know, we weren't sympathetic at all towards Ben. We we're like, listen, dude, buck it up. And so I realized, so I was trying to go, go go back, like, where did this come from for me? And I really think, like, I just grew up and it wasn't, my dad was not like that. He wasn't like the kind of like the manly man who was like, you know, dude, get over it. But somewhere along the way, I developed, developed this psyche of like, listen, it's fine, buck it up get through it. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I started to be kind of, kind of make that as a mantra in the way that I live my life. And the reality is, is I kind of put that mantra on God, like as if the God of the heavens, of heaven and earth was like looking at me. And when I was going through something difficult or I was being tempted or I was being, or I was struggling through something like he's looking at me and like, suck it up, buttercup. Like, you know what? I've been through stuff. I've, you know, like, listen, humanity revolted against me. Like, I created them for my glory, and, and instead they became glory thieves. Like, that's tough stuff. So, you know what? Your spiritual problem, your financial problem, your physical problem, your emotional problem, you know what? You're going to be all right. So, just get through it. Just figure it out. 
And what that did in me, and I wonder if many of you are like this, is it created this kind of survivalism? Like, I'm just going to get through it. Like, in many ways, my spiritual walk with the Lord has been kind of this grinder, get through it, you're, you know, you'll be tough enough, you know, and, and just figure it out. Like, look, he endured the cross. Like, so you can endure life. Like, I have taken on, over the years, most of my life, kind of this mantra. But here, in this passage, it's redirecting us. It's going like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. And what here, this was just, man, this is so convicting. It's pride. It's pride. I got this. I don't need anybody's help. I got it all figured out. Uh, I, I got, God, God, you love me. You care for me. You died. You did your part. I got to go do my part. Okay, it's fine. And this is not what this is saying. This is not what this is inviting into. This is giving us a picture, a picture of God that for many of us have been, has been so polluted because of the practical things that we've gone in our life. And it's helping us reframe these things. And basically what is, and this, this passage is in the context. And remember, we talked to how important context is. Context of the passage is everything. Hebrews 2, and it's why it's so important that you understand the context. So I would encourage you, go back and read the whole thing. Really important. But Hebrews uh, chapter 2 is, is, he's our great high priest. Like, he's our great high priest. He sees us, knows us, loves us. And he, listen, he sympathizes with our suffering. He sympathizes with our humanity. And why? Right? He's not, he's not like, you know, I think sometimes when we think about that, we like think about like you look at a puppy and go, that gets hurt. And you're like, oh, right? Oh, it's so sad. Right? But no, 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 no. That's not the kind of sympathizing that we're talking about in the context of this passage. It's like, no, he's endured it. Like, he knows what it feels like. And in fact, a lot of commentators will say this. Jesus was perfect, which means whatever amount of temptation he experienced, you know, we see him in the the 40 years in the, in, or the 40 years, the 40 days in the desert being tempted and all throughout, obviously all throughout because he's fully human being tempted in the same way that we're tempted. But because he's perfect, he's experiencing the temptation at the deepest level without sinning, right? So anything we go through, any hurt, any pain, any suffering, any temptation that we go through, Jesus goes, I know that feeling. I know it to the deepest level. I didn't give into it. I didn't sin. And so, you know, we give in way, 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 way too early. We just give in way too early because of our sinful nature. We end up giving up. And it's as if Jesus is looking at us and going like, hey, I've been there. Like, I've been there. The betrayal that you feel, like, I've been there. If you've had friends over the last, like, 18 months who've just left you as a result of differences in mask, no mask, political agendas, you know, all COVID, everything else, right? Just know that Jesus knows what that feels like. He knows what that abandonment feels like. If, you, if you've been left by a spouse or a loved one, or maybe you were engaged and it went off, like, and you're just hurting and struggling for that, Jesus wants you to know he gets that. He hurts with you. He, not, he doesn't hurt away from you. He hurts with you. He goes, I know what that feels like. 
it has to be so painful for you because I know the deepest recesses of that pain, of that sin, of that denial. Can you even comprehend what it must have been like for Jesus three and a half years with these dudes, 12 guys, sacrificing his life, and he knows he's going to go die for them, and they all betray him? Can you imagine how painful that was? Can you imagine how painful it was when he's on the cross God the Father turns his back. He says, Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he dies in despair. Like, he gets it. Jesus, so here's what ends up happening. We've talked about this before. We keep Jesus, we keep God at an arm's distance. Like, you don't get it. But he knows He knows, and he wants to help you. That's the core of this passage. He wants to help you through this, right? He wants to, because he knows, he wants to help you. We're trying to tell our kids all the time, listen, I'm not trying to beat you up. I've just been there. Like, I've been there. I'm trying to help prevent you from going through these deeper levels of pain and hurt in your life, but you keep resisting the help I'm trying to give to you. Jesus is like, receive my help. I know what it feels like. I know how hard it is. I know that betrayal. Receive my help. I want to help you. I want to care for you. I actually like sympathy for Jesus is not like some puppy like we talked about. It's like overwhelming. Oh, it's so hard. And I know what that feels like. And I know how difficult that is. And he's inviting us into, inviting us into his help which ultimately culminates on the cross where she said, I'm going to die and resurrect and restore all that was broken and make it new. I am the answer, not just to these practical things that you go through in your life, but the holistic solution, which is heart, soul, right? I'm going to redeem all, I'm getting new creation, new heaven, new earth, new body, all of it. I'm making it all new. Death will no longer define us. Why? Because Jesus beat death and resurrected, and he's inviting us into that same resurrection. And I think it's so beautiful because Jesus' suffering gave way to divine sympathy. Jesus' suffering gave way to divine sympathy for us. So that what? So that one, we can rest in the fact that he knows us, loves us, cares for us, and it releases us to do the same for others. So the question I have here is this. Will you receive the sympathy of Jesus, the help of Jesus? Will you receive it? Or you keep resisting it? Maybe the reason why life's so hard is you keep giving Jesus the stiff arm instead of falling into his arms. And receiving the help and love and care that he wants to give you. Father God, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your son Jesus. His death and his resurrection. We receive his help today. And we're so grateful that you so kindly offered it to us. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you.